0: grow up watching Yash Chopra films like as they came out we kind of grew up watching Aditya Chopra's films. Yeah. So yeah. W- while Yash Chopra was the childhood for our parents, Aditya Chopra was the childhood for us. So we got to hear about it through his lens in in very recent times.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of
0: the Daisy Talkies where we talk about Bollywood, Lollywood, and everything in between. My name is Ananya and I'm Anissa and today we're going to be talking about The Romantics. The Romantics was directed by Smriti Mundra and it's a docu-series revolving Yash Chopra's legacy, cultural and political and social in Indian cinema, and it also follows the legacy and impact that both his children, Ude and Aditya, have had because of his. First of all, Anissa, you want to give a little background as to how you
1: feel just going into this and what your thoughts were right off the bat?
0: I was really looking forward to this, and something that's important to note about this is that this docu-series was originally made in 2020, so, it doesn't have a lot of the updates that Yashraj Films has today. But, it's kind of just like my childhood and so many other people's childhood. And we're going to be talking about a lot of these things. So I was very overwhelmed emotionally. These are the films that made me want to make films and write about films. And I can just go on and on. But it's the way that these creators, Aditya and Yasharaparji, have captured romance and the beauty of that I think is rooted in the look, okay? The look is the actor giving a look to the actress or vice versa, and it's a look that they give to each other that lets the audience know that they have feelings for each other before the protagonists even know that. And that's why I wanted to go into South Asian cinema because they're able to do that look so beautifully and I think that's something that the documentary showcases along with each film kind of breaks it down and to have insights from all these actors that we grew up watching kind of adds to the importance of this docu-series that all these big actors and big directors and screenwriters want to be part of this because it was a part of everybody's life
1: yeah so i went to the premiere as you know I was invited to the premiere by Netflix and Product of Culture. And right after the red carpet, they had a little interview session with me. And they were just like, what is your favorite Ryasharaj film? And I was like, I love them all so much that it is so difficult for me to pick one right now. And I'm like, no wonder actors and actresses practice this. Like, I need to start practicing before I walk in. I was just like, ban Baja And I was like, wait, but why did I say that? I like Humdum. Oh, but wait, DDLJ. Like, I just had such a moment of, I'm like, I can't name them all, but like, I love them all. And then they're like, okay, who's your favorite romance pairing? And I'm like shark and kajal and i'm like no no wait Seth and rani i'm like no 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 wait uh rani and abhishek no, no 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 wait like you know like that moment ranvir and uh ranvir and anushka like you know like i was just like oh my god there's so much in my brain right now that i'm like i don't Yashraj's has literally been our entire lives like ours our parents their parents and it's been generations... It, when we t- talk about three generations of actors, it's also three generations of household members. Like, my grandparents watched Amitabh Bachchan, obviously. And then my mom also watched Amitabh Bachchan when she was, like, born and, like, understood and was old enough to like, kind of understand what's going on. And then she went into the Shah Khan era when I was born, and I was then watching Shah Khan, and then into, obviously, Ranbir Singh and Ayushman Karana. And it was just... It felt like I was watching, like you said, my childhood kind of being told to me in a different way. So I knew that all this was happening, but this time I was watching it from the perspective of the people that were showing it to me to begin with, you know, and I was again, so overwhelmed. And I was in a room with all fellow actors and models and creatives and directors and filmmakers. And when we walked out, we were first just quiet And then after being quiet for a little bit, everyone's like, so 6 a.m. call time, like let's get to work because I don't know what else to do after this except for make a movie.
0: And I feel like for us creatives, like when we watch this, it's like, wow, we aren't the only one that see the world like this way and have viewed this company in this way with this much impact, now there's a docu-series that kind of captures that essence for people that aren't even familiar with Yasharaj films. So that's kind of the beautiful part of it, and honestly, hats off to the creators. They did a great job. I agree. So now let's get into some spoilers.
1: Just stop the podcast right now. Go watch this because I don't think we can really talk about it without kind of spoiling it and come back after you have watched it and completed it. It's not that long. It's only four episodes, so...
0: Yeah, and each episode's like an hour, so it's just like you're watching Lagan.
1: Yeah, exactly. One Lagan is all it is. (laughs) Alright. So, getting right into it, one of the first things I just wanted to bring up was the linear storyline. It was following from Yashraj to Adi to Uday, and then, you know, the ending was kind of wrapping everything up. But... Aside from that, one thing I really noticed, and I was like, aha, pointed it out, was first episode, we see Yashraj through Amitabh's lens, right, the angry young man, and that is what they developed at that time, and that's what the films looked like at that time, and then you go into the second episode, which is Shahrukh's lens, the king of romance, and why is everything so rosy and pink, and... Everyone's in love. And then the third episode, we talk about modern day cinema and we get into Doom and we get into Ode's lens and we get into Renvier's lens, right? So Ode being obviously a child and product of nepotism. And we get to hear his story because I don't think we've ever heard Ode's story, right? In art, like we've never gotten into it. And then we go to Renvere which is obviously newcomer, new guy on the block, new cool guy, and I found it very interesting that they decided not only to follow the Chopra story, but also follow an actor at that time that was their, you know, the pivot moment for the company. So I just wanted to like kind of bring that up that like I found it very interesting how they Kind of storyboarded this so that it's easier for us to kind of follow along and be like, oh, we were watching Grenvir when this is what was happening at Yashraj, or we were watching Rukh when this was happening at Yashraj. So it was very interesting, and I think very well done as well.
0: Yeah, I love the formatting of it. I thought it was great. I just want to break it down by like the first episode first. Mm-hmm. So they kind of went one by one and talked about all of you know Yash Chopra's films, what did well, what didn't. Not gonna lie, I wish they talked about Vera Zara. That is like one of the bones I have to pick. Vera Zara deserves to be talked about. That is the movie I watch when I want to feel anything. When I feel nothing and just need to feel, that's the movie I watch. Whatever. Okay. But <laughs> apart from that, it's so great, like that they managed to get an interview with Rishi Kapoor before he passed away. And it's so incredible and it's so great and it's something that's gonna live on is his connection to Yash Chopra's legacy. And how impactful Chandani was and kabhi kabhi for him and Neetu Singh to like be a married couple and kind of like where they fell in love to. And even though that film did not do commercially well, like now it is a classic. It is some of the best poetry I've heard in my life and the music stays with me for sure. So talking about Gubby Gubby, then to Silcilla, I wish they talked about the scandal.
1: I think at the end of the day they have to be politically correct as well and not not cause a family to break apart and I think they were very respectful towards that. So this wasn't a this wasn't a show about scandal. This is not coffee with garn. Yeah, I low-key
0: wanted some like coffee with garn, but not gonna lie, it's fine. So I I was very happy
1: that there was no coffee with garn happening, okay?
0: Yeah, you. this is the most dignified that Karan Johara spoke spoken <laughs> literally in, like, really and
1: I was time. like okay
0: yeah cool. he, it was it was great and also the way that all these actors speak about them is even I don't think we've seen Ranveer Singh this calm in an interview ever and it's kind of just the respect and admiration and kind of like this family brings out another side to these people so that's really great um so that was kind of the recap for like my episode one is these movies and i loved how they took time to break it down okay actions not working okay like but actions working with everyone else we have to try romance no but people want action and it shows a lot how they were kind of combating the trends in india and how the angry young man by amita Bachchan. i loved the way that they articulated that because that's something that we've all been aware of but to give that political connotation to what is happening in that moment in time in india and yeah. to why Amitabh Bachchan is being shown as these characters really helps us look at these films in a different lens
1: yeah i think for me i really enjoyed watching yash chopra's legacy and how he began. Obviously, he began with his brother, B.R. Chopra. And I remember when I was little, I used to watch the film, and it literally used to start with, from B.R. Chopra, and being like, I don't know who this guy is. Um, Because obviously, Yash Chopra really did go so much beyond B.R. Chopra Productions. But I found it very inspiring that this kid was like, I'm going to make films. And this is That's it. And obviously he got lucky that his brother also wanted to make films and got into it because that's what gave him that step. But then to be like, no, but I want to make my own production because I think I can make films myself. I think I can fund films. I think I know what works, what doesn't work. You see that in Adi, obviously, right? After where Adi as a child was doing the same things. And we'll get into the second episode in a moment because one of my favorite episodes was the second episode. But it was so, so inspiring to watch him kind of pave Bollywood the way it is today where action and romance live in the same industry and the same fraternity and both deserve equal respect you know he did make divar at the same time as he made like sil and kabhi kabhi you know and that is what's amazing because both obviously being legendary movies Right, and both having the same actor in it, and it's just amazing to watch that. Um, and obviously, Chandni seeing him go to Sri Devi and be like, I want you and Chandni, you are Chandni. And obviously, she was a South actress at that time, and how she became a part of this industry, and how he was like, No, I want someone funny, and Sri Devi is funny, she has that comic timing, she has that innocence, and that was really just watching him go to each actor. They really are, and I'm quoting one of my friends uh, and his vlog in this, but they really are the king makers. They are the people that made these people that we watch. They made Rishi Kapoor's career. They made Abhishek, uh, Abhishek Bachchan's career as well, Amitabh Bachchan's career. They made neetu Singh's career. They made, like, just the way that they paved their careers and was like, no, you will b- look better in this because they know film. They understand how film works and they understand what will work and what won't work on a Friday and what will work on a Monday and how the film is going to end up looking like. Um, so even though people told him that Cubby Cubby a flop, he was like, no, just trust me. I'm doing this. It's going to be great. And then Cubby Cubby ended up being a legendary film, you know, and it's just amazing to watch. And I think that's what I took away from the first episode.
0: Moving on to the episodes following, Aditya Chopra's revolutionary interview that he has done after, I think, 28 20 years. Yeah. years. His mm-hmm. last in public interview was in 1995, and his last yeah. public appearance was accepting the Director's Award filmfare Award. For
1: DDLJ. His first movie.
0: That's nuts. That's, and the fact that they were able to get him, and I did read some articles about how it was difficult to get him to agree, but he knew how important it was to the story, and he eventually did agree. And yeah, like one of the actors said in the interview, maybe this is a new phase for Ditya Chopra. Maybe he's like coming out of his shell a bit. But his addition to the series added so much, yeah. so much. And I think, like we said, we followed Yashraj films our whole life, but we didn't grow up, watching yash Chopra films like as they came out we kind of grew up watching aditya Chopra's films yeah so yeah. W- while yash Chopra was the childhood for our parents aditya Chopra was the childhood for us so we got to hear about it through his lens in in very recent times which was very amazing and enlightening and yeah i'm so happy that they were able to get his interview
1: yeah. One thing I loved was understanding how he was as a child. I really found that so interesting where he would write which movie's going to work at the box office, which movies not. And Abhishek and Uday uh, being like, he's crazy. He's a crazy man. Like we, were, we would run the other way if he was walking towards us. And Hrithik being like, him and I were super competitive growing up. And just seeing these other actors and creative creatives just like being like adi chopra is literally what the definition of man the myth the legend is because he's a myth where they call him the
0: invisible man
1: yeah like no one knows what he's thinking what he's doing where he is never in front of the media and i think that is the beauty that's his beauty and then the legend because he really understands film like no one else. Getting into DDLJ a little bit. First of all, what an iconic movie. But second of all, how crazy is it that Adi Chopra was like, I want two people to be my assistants on this film. Karan Johar and Ode Chopra. And he clearly was like, Ode Chopra because he's my brother and I want him to have this opportunity to see what goes on in a film set and have some direction in his life because he seems to have nothing going on for him. And Karan Johar, he's like, Karan's useless on set, right? He's like, but he saw this creative kind of spark in Karan that like ended up becoming Dharma Productions. YRF made Dharma, like birthed. Dharma, like this is go ahead now. You now, you go do, you know. Obviously, they're relatives, but like that's that's amazing. That's something completely unheard of, unheard of.
0: Yeah, I loved the behind the scenes. that they launched Karan Johar in a way was hilarious and very interesting for them to talk about it. I also love them segueing into Mohabbatin and talking about that and talking about how having the huge forces of Amitabh Bachchan and Shah Rukh Khan like up against each other. The chemistry they had was magnetic which eventually leads to Dharma's K3G. But I love that and I do like wish they talked about a little bit how important Mohabbatin was for Amitabh Bachchan because for a really long time like he had flops and then there was a long period in his life that he wasn't getting roles. Yeah. And he genuinely thought that he was going to stop acting yeah. and he wouldn't be getting the roles he wanted. And that's when Yashraj gave him Guruji and Mahabhatan.
1: I think the reason they just didn't talk about that was because they were trying to focus more on the legacies and not the failures part of it. Yeah,
0: I was just giving a fun fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think, but I think, I think it was valid because that feeling of that high that we had while watching we wouldn't have had it if there were so many lows happening because they did touch upon the lows but i think it was it kind of was more of a arc rather than just a woo you know i fell in love with ddlj all over again
0: Me after too. watching
1: this seeing uh, these mindset going into DDLJ, seeing how he felt about it, seeing his passion project, his child being birthed on screen, um, watching Shah Rukh and Kajol on set, being absolute rascals on set, like no sense of direction, just jumping around and being loonies, uh, was amazing because that's where you saw Shah Rukh and Kajol's chemistry come to life, it was amazing. one
0: thing to add. To that so something I loved about them talking about DVLJ was about how Shah Khan originally didn't want to do it. And he yeah. and keep in mind this was recorded in 2020, right? And yeah. he was like, Adi man, I just want to do an action film with you. Why can't we do an action film? Forward to 2023, <laughs> where he's and just he, delivered yeah. the biggest like blockbuster for of a really long time, Patan, with YRF. So yeah. who would have thought? And he finally got to complete that. So that's great.
1: He gave the film that he said he would, you know, and I'm sure like Adi was really trying to get Charles come back in Bollywood to be that film. Like, I'm sure that that was something they were very smartly thinking about because they have this history about talking about it. One thing that I think I really did want to discuss was, I think going into the third episode, I think we've got You know, unless you have something else to say about the second episode. No,
0: let's go into the third one and let's talk about nepotism.
1: Yes. Nepotism. Ah.
0: But no, I think
1: that I 100% agree with the fact, and I've said this for a very, very, very long time. This is my personal opinion. Nepotism is everywhere. This is just an industry where it's openly seen because the media is following this industry around. But a doctor's family is always rooting for their children to be doctors and helping them become doctors and giving them you know their first clinical and the stat. i was told by my family oh no like if you become a dentist like you know or my mom was told as well like if you become a dentist you know your aunt will be able to help you out if you become a psychologist i'll be able to help you out like you know like your child like you're always my grandpa was like oh become an eye doctor you know Your family always will root for you to do what they're doing, so it's easier for you than it was for them. I 100% think that nepotism is everywhere. However, yes, it is very relevant in today's day and age in Bollywood. And I realized in my head, I was like, why was it that the late 80s had nepotism, the 90s had nepotism, and then early 2000s, they killed it, and then it's back. I was just thinking about that. And I was like, no, it, it's because when the first group of people that started film in Bali, Bolly- Like, not I'm not going to use the word Bollywood. In the Hindi film industry, had children. It was the 80s and 90s when their children were able to... When you saw Hrithik, and you saw Salman, yeah. and you saw, you know, Adi, and you saw Rani, and Kajol, and Karina, and Krishma, and they all were, you know, at that age. And then they were going about their day and all these new people are coming into the industry and then they had children and you have Sef's children and you have Sharok's children and you have Amir's children, you know, like you just have all these, all these eighties and nineties have their children, Kajul's children, and they're now of age to come into Bollywood, you know, have their debut. So I think there's a cycle and it happens and it's just, it's going to happen, you know, I found it very interesting that they took the take that Ode did not make it in the films and Abhishek did not make it in the film.
0: I love that they talked about that because I feel like that's been like unsaid for a while or no one from their family has talked about it. But how Aditya Chopra was able to argue the whole nepotism idea in Bollywood by being like, our own son of Yash Raj films could not be launched by us. So how can nepotism be the charging force? Like, if you're good, you're good, and the audience chooses you. As much as I adore, like, Odeya Chopra and Neil and Nikki and Miriaki Shadi and everything, we all know that those films and him as a lead did not work, and the fact that he is self-aware about it, and they're able to kind of talk about that in retrospect, and he's able to do so many great things now with YRF's uh, U.S. branch. That's like really commendable that they were able to talk about that and I I really enjoyed that conversation because I felt like it was very straightforward and they weren't sugarcoating anything and it was very much great to hear about it from their side
1: yeah and watching that as a young actor or someone who's waiting to get their break I think that it was very interesting to see what not to do and they very clearly said I saw myself as a star and I wasn't a star I would have made it if I stuck to the Ali role and I stuck to the you know, the driving force comedy role, you know, whatever. I would have been, I would have been in a very different place in my acting career, but I didn't because I saw myself as the same thing that maybe a Hrithik was doing or the same thing that, and, and it makes sense. His peers were doing that. Abhishek was doing that. Hrithik was doing that. John is doing that, you know, so why not me? And it was very interesting to see that kind of the the actor ego, right? The actor's ego. You always want more. You want a more media role. You want to do something different, and how that can actually end up with you doing nothing at all. I found it interesting when they started talking about Doom and how Doom came to be. And it was such a social, like had such a huge social impact. Wow, first of all, Adi's saying, I want actors who are not doing that great right now. I just want three actors who are not really, you know, anywhere in the industry right now. He
0: is literally
1: the puppet master for Bollywood. yeah like can we just talk about sorry one thing I really did want to talk about is John Abraham sitting down and saying hi my name is John Abraham and I'm like yeah we know who you are (laughs) like that was just like mic test was hi I'm John Abraham and then he's like I'm an actor and I'm like yes John yes we are You're aware of who you are. It was just so funny to me. It was a moment where I was like, wow, he really just said, hi, I'm John Abraham. No, I think that Doom was such a revolutionary film. It was the comeback of action in Yashraj. It was the reinvention of action in Yashraj, at Yashraj. And I found Adi saying, I wanted actors who wouldn't care about the critics review or if this is a good movie or not in terms of film, right? I wanted actors who knew that this was gonna be a blockbuster success going into this. And that's exactly who he got. He got Abhishek, who had done flops one after the other. He got Ode, who had done nothing. (laughs) And then he got uh, John, who had done maybe one or two films, which were okay, but like, he, let's be honest, John Abraham is not the best actor out there, right? He's yep. not He's not an actor. He is a very good-looking man. That's it. That's it. And John Abraham himself was like, I just wanted to ride the bikes. Like, I really did not care for the movie. I did not care if there was an actress here. I did not care if there was song and dance. I just wanted to ride the bikes. And then obviously that became Dhoom 2 with ashurria and Hrithik. And then turned into Doom 3 later on. Going into, just jumping right off of Doom and going into the other legend which is the modern day star <laughs> Ranveer Singh and his start in this industry with Band Baja Baraat.
0: That's incredible because honestly you look at him now you couldn't recognize him from Band Baja and I think even Karan Johar said in like Coffee with Karan on an episode that when he first saw the poster for Band Baja he went to Aditya Chopra and was like who's gonna who's this guy who's gonna watch this movie look at him <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, and
0: I kind of got teary-eyed
1: when he did his first audition, he got it, he got to the second audition, went well, onto the third, and then he started like, I think it was like nerves started kicking in, and he was like not able to kind of do what he's supposed to do, and he's there, and he's not doing it, and then he's like, it went so bad, he thought he lost the film, and Adi walked in and said, listen, you already have the film. I, as an actor, would fall to the floor crying. And he did exactly that. And I was so emotional watching that, where Adi's like, listen, I don't know why you're not doing good right now. Please just think about that, think about why. But you already have the film. So stop letting the nerves get to you. It's already yours, you know? And that that reassurance from such a successful director, producer you, f- you f- would fall to the floor. Who wouldn't fall to the floor? And him giving Manish the opportunity, Manish being the director, I think it's Manish Sharma, if I'm not wrong, the director of Band Bada to be like, you've aided on three films now. It's time for you to do your own film. And these are newcomers. Anushka has maybe done one film before this. And you are going to make their career. You are the reason that they're going to be anything and shanu sharma she is also so legendary if you watch any yasharaj film you know it says casting by shanu sharma right at the bottom every single yasharaj productions film is casted by shanu sharma since the early 2000s and her being like i will literally sit anywhere and if i think that you have it in you i will literally walk up to you like there's a role come on yeah
0: what an amazing job what an yeah. amazing job to have. And be like, I want you. And then you just change their life. Shandu <laughs> <of> Sharma, hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want her to give her, you give you a, director, a direction. Yeah, and then you'll be my
0: lead. <laughs> it's two in one deal. Buy one, get one free.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's amazing. And Bhumi, Ayushman, Ranbir, Anushka, and so many more so yep. so many more Vani kapoor there's just so many there's so many i could keep listing uh brianiti chopra you know there's just yeah so many she was people. also
0: she worked in marketing she worked in her their marketing d- ladies despite her, having, her, was her first. like yeah she had family connections too but bhoomi's story was great too yeah like,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. bhoomi being chan was assistant at the time you know um amazing to watch that amazing to watch their journeys and how yashraj has made them, them who they are and anushka i'm sorry i just wanted to touch upon this anushka was signed at the age of 19 across Rukh khan in Di journey
0: i mean alia was signed really young too for dharma but
1: across yeah. Rukh khan
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, even across. Deepika freaked out when she debuted with Shara Khan. Like, that yeah. was nuts, too. Yeah, But in that, I'm in my early 20s,
1: and if someone came up to me today and said, I want to sign you across Shara Khan, I would literally go crazy. I would go crazy. Overall thoughts, talking about the last episode real quick, Jeptaka Jaan. I actually really like Jeptaka Jaan. I think it was really, like, emotional watching that. Um, watching Yashraj being in the situation that he was and still doing a film like that. Um, Overall, I think they left a legacy. They are making a legacy and they will always be a part of a legacy that is Bollywood. And I'm not going to call it Bollywood, actually. Sorry. The Hindi Hindi film industry. Hindi cinema. I think that they are genuinely the people that made the people that we love. And that is why I love them.
0: Yeah, overall, I loved it. The last episode really struck a chord with me and made me cry because I remember going to see Japtak Hijan in cinemas and having it all be packed and just like the title of the film itself, like, Until You're Alive. Like, yeah, and it being his last film. He knew. I remember, knew. yeah, that always sat really well with me and really thought like, wow, everything happens for a reason and that last episode was really powerful and I think his legacy is something that's going to live on for a really long time. But yeah, please go check out The Romantics on Netflix. It's a four-part docu-series. Props to the creators. And join us for another week and another episode. Follow us at Desi Talkies Podcast on Instagram. And thanks so much. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Okay, I have to go. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>